are listening to Beltway Beef. My name is Max Boncaster. I am the Associate Director of Policy Communications here at NCBA. And I'm joined today with Kent Backus. He is our Director of International Trade. How are you doing today, Kent? Oh, pretty good, Max. Thanks. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. You know, it's been uh, summer's winding down and August has been kind of busy in some ways. This week was a little quieter, except for on the trade front. Uh, A lot of developments to talk to you about, and that's why we've got Kent uh, here with us. Um, the biggest one that I think is probably on most people's mind is NAFTA, um, and there have been a couple new changes with Canada and Mexico. What's going on there, Kent? You're absolutely right. NAFTA is the uh, the issue of the day, uh, issue of the week, really. You know, for the last uh, several days, the Mexican negotiators have been here meeting with USTR, with USDA, and the other facets of our government to try to find a deal, some kind of preliminary deal to to really move the ball forward on the overall renegotiation of NAFTA. So. Uh, we were excited to see the announcement from President Trump and President Pinoneta that they have a preliminary deal in place. Looks like uh, they're really focused on rules of origin for automobiles. Now, that's not rules of origin for country of origin labeling. That's rules of origin for automobiles. And so uh, yeah, that was a big issue that needed to be hammered out. Uh, they made some other provisions as well. We're still uh, looking forward to seeing the details there. But uh, that also meant that uh, they needed to bring Canada back to the table. And so the Canadian negotiators are here today. Uh, They've been here for, uh, I think, uh, at least the last couple of days. And we're hopeful to see some significant progress in those negotiations, too. Right. Obviously, on the B side, we've benefited a lot from duty-free, unrestricted access that's based on science. Are you expecting the same out of this um, you know, new Mexico-U.S. agreement? And um, how does Canada play into that? Well, you know, since the beginning, our message has been very simple uh, to our negotiators and to President Trump, and that is, let's do no harm. Uh, you know, Secretary Purdue at USDA has really carried that message, too. Uh, we know that Ambassador Lighthizer is, is you know, uh, sensitive to that as well. And for the beef sector, like you said, you know, NAFTA's been a great deal. Uh, it's been uh, unrestricted, duty-free access, billion-dollar markets mm-hmm. in Canada and Mexico, and, you know, as far as we know, none of that's in jeopardy. Uh, this new deal with Mexico really is meant to address those auto provisions, uh, some of the other rules of trade for, for services, uh, intellectual property that frankly didn't exist, you know, uh, back when NAFTA originated. Uh, but, you know, we think that uh, this will probably end up being a trilateral deal because that's what Congress wants to see. So it's, it's good that Canada's here. It's good that we're seeing some, some positive communication from both the United States and uh, the Canadian ne- negotiators. So, you know, we're hopeful. Another development that we were following pretty closely is this whole question of trade aid. It was announced by USDA actually a few weeks ago, um, but they announced further details this week. Where does beef come out am- among all that? Uh, you know, for the most part, this, uh, this aid package uh, for agriculture is focused uh, soybeans, pork, cotton, and a few other commodities. Uh, it's, it's designed to help make up for some of the lost sales. Those are commodities that have, have really taken it on the chin as uh, part of retaliatory tariffs from countries like China, the European Union, Mexico, Canada, you know, across the board. For beef, that's, there's really not a whole lot there. There will be some commodity purchases from USDA. I think they uh, committed to purchasing upwards of $15 million, but you know, at the end of the day, this is really designed to help a lot of other commodities. We think that uh, the benefits uh, for our sector would really come from the market promotion 
uh, the foreign market promotion funding that's included. That'll allow organizations like the U.S. Meat Export Federation to really maximize their efforts and, and help us promote our products and other products overseas. Absolutely. I think the export volumes speak for themselves. I mean, USMEF was reporting that through the first half of this year, we were topping $4 billion in value. Um, so we're on pace for record. Yeah, and when you look at Korea specifically, you know, Korea, a country where we have a free trade agreement, we've seen a tremendous amount of growth. Just in the last year, we've seen an increase of 41% in our sales. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Korea is a $1.2 billion market for us. <laughs> so we want to continue to grow that market. Mm -hmm. uh, we've really done a good job of tapping into demand there, squeezing out the Australians, using the benefits of our trade agreement and those rules-based, science-based rules of trade, the same rules we have in NAFTA, but we have these in Korea. We've seen a tremendous benefit because of that agreement. Now we just need to keep targeting more consumers. So, Kent, the last thing I want to just cover before I let you go um, is to take a little bit of a step back and look at the big picture on some of the president's trade actions. Obviously, there's a lot of little developments here and there, but um, from the broader perspective, what's NCBA's response to the president's general thrust on trade and, and where he's taken this? You know, I, I, I can't speak for other commodities, but for, for the beef industry, for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, we strongly support President Trump, Ambassador Lighthizer, Secretary Purdue, and everyone else who's involved in, in the ongoing negotiations to open markets for U.S. beef. We realize that they are taking very aggressive stances and, and are using tactics that are meant to create leverage, and they've been successful in doing so. Uh, you know, it's not it's not an easy path to go forward. It's, it will be a bumpy ride. We understand that. But we have been the victims of bad trade, uh, bad trade policies and bad trade frameworks for a long time. When you look at the continuous uh, struggles we face, the ongoing tariff and non-tariff barriers, whether it's in China, Europe, uh, Korea, Japan, across the board, we have faced very high restrictions. That means that our producers are not maximizing the total sale of their animals, of those, of those cattle. We need to be able to do that. If we really want to be successful in the future, we have to address these problems today. And so we support President Trump going after uh, these other countries, bringing them to the table, and making them play by the rules. NCBA's Kent Backus, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Max. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat lots of beef. Make sure to visit our website at www.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at Beltway Beef. <laughs>